0: You're listening to The Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to more of The Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu, and today. We are going to be discussing none other than this past weekend's USFL playoff matchups. We'll be going over both games, recapping them. I'll be giving my thoughts, talking about the big upset with the Philadelphia Stars taking down the New Jersey Generals, and then the Birmingham Stallions somewhat rolling over the New Orleans Breakers in the second late night game. A lot to get into, but first, I want to announce this. I had kind of alluded to it a few weeks ago, and then I decided to hold off on it, so I didn't really say anything about it after I alluded to it but we have hit 450 subs on the channel and I would like to announce a 500 subscriber giveaway that I'm going to be doing once we hit the 500 mark where if you are a long time fan of the show or somebody who is fairly new, you might notice that from time to time I am wearing my own branded shirt here, you guys can see it, logo here. I'm going to be giving away some of these shirts for absolutely nothing at all, literally just if you're a fan of the show and you really want to get a shirt. All you have to do is once we roll around to that 500 subscriber video, uh, whenever that time comes, you know, I'm assuming in the next couple of months or so, whenever that happens, I'll do a video about it. We'll talk about the giveaway. I'll have you guys, you know, do the comment down below, like the video, whatnot, and then I will just give them away to random winners. So make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you are not already, if you're somebody who comes back from time to time, but has not subbed, make sure you do so because we'll be giving away some of these branded shirts for you guys to represent the Greeks gridiron. But Without further ado, let's dive in and discuss these USFL playoff matchups because we had a pretty exciting weekend of punt return touchdowns, the league's first kick return touchdown, and we'll start with the first game, the early game, the dark horses of the playoffs shine bright and... I remember it was all the way back sometime. I want to say around like week five or six, because I feel like the stars were, they were at a point where they were like three and three or somewhere around there. And you know, the playoffs were still very much in the air for a lot of teams. I mean, other than like the stallions and the generals, everyone else was kind of fighting in a little bit of a dog fight to kind of see who was going to come out on top and make their way as like the, cause you know, you kind of felt like the stallions and the generals were leading the way with their records as to just who was going to end up being in the playoffs. And I picked the Stars as my dark horse team because... You know, Case Cookus came in after Brian Scott went down. He started looking really, really good and getting better and better week over week. And he has put together some of the best quarterbacking displays, I think, in the league. And that's just period. You know, Brian Scott looked awesome. And then Case Cookus came in and somehow looked even better at times. And it's incredible what the stars were able to do with the quarterback position this season. Along with some skill players, Bug Howard has been a massive security blanket for Case Cookus along the way. Just to name one guy, Matt Colburn, literally the reason this running game and offense became so balanced and effective, you know, and and we'll get into him in a second too, but just an unbelievable building of the roster and for a team that kind of started out a little bit rocky, was able to flip things around and are now finding themselves in the USFL championship after taking down the Generals 19 to 14 off of a humongous punt return touchdown with just under two minutes left to go in the game. You got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, the Stars jumped out to a 10-0 lead All the momentum was in their favor. The next thing you know, the generals are battling back. They're taking the lead. They're up 14 to 13. It's late in the game, and it feels like, you know, this is one of those generals. Those one of those generals games where you know they started a little bit slower than they were anticipating, grinding their way back into the game, clawing away the lead, and then out of nowhere, Maurice Alexander, guys, he just blows the entire special teams of the generals away. 87 yard return touchdown to steal the lead, and then at that point, the defense comes in and steps up Amani Dennis with a massive interception to completely seal the game and end the New Jersey generals season. It was was an exciting playoff game from start to finish a little less offensive than I think a lot of people were expecting out of the two games I would have expected this one to be a little bit more of a higher scoring affair because I felt like the offensive firepower was more than more than enough to produce some offensive scores but there was honestly not a ton and then also the defenses they struggle they allow a lot of yardage when you look at their season averages tons and tons of yards from both defenses here again the, the one I talked about the generals they're more of a team that yeah they'll let up a ton of yards but they make stops when it matters most and their defense did do a really good job of this game all credit to them and then the stars one of those teams that you know they can get a ton of sacks they can disrupt what you do in the passing game and they were definitely doing that in this one here uh, but again it wasn't the prettiest game offensively stars had 286 yards altogether offensively and had two turnovers the Generals had 285 yards in three turnovers this game really was about the defenses and the special teams coming up with some massive plays Perez having a couple of backbreaking interceptions that really put you know the generals in one a bad spot initially early on with their first interception and then of course sealing the game away with his game ending pick you know, the keys. The key to the success really comes down to the Stars' defense. I mean, just slowing, but not necessarily stopping the Generals' offense, but definitely slowing it down, especially the ground game. Holding the Generals, who are a team who impose their will on the ground, all season long to just 106 yards and a touchdown is a feat in and of itself. I mean, the, the generals all year long with Darius Victor in the backfield, just completely ground and pounding all over people. DeAndre Johnson coming in for play designs to, you know, rip some long runs left and right. It was really a big defensive effort for them. Two sacks altogether. They had seven tackles for loss, three pass breakups, you know, on a on a night where Perez was relatively accurate and Honestly, his only bad plays were the turnovers that he made. The defense did a really good job. Again, against the run, against the pass, in in key situations. It was an overall really good game. Now, I do have some concerns about the Stars now coming out of this game. Because two key injuries, and we'll have to see how it affects them going into this championship game next week. You had Matt Colburn who went down. We'll have to see the severity of his injury and just how much it's going to hamper him going into next week if he ends up playing. And you know, if not, then that's really going to be a blow to this offense because I would say that the offensive attack did not come into form until they really took a hard look at Matt Colburn because he performed really well the first, I want to say, like week or two. Then for some reason, they just kind of abandoned the run for a stretch of weeks. And then once they started running the football again, the Stars offense became damn near unstoppable at that point. So with him not being in the fold, that's going to be concerning. We'll have to see how the running game can make up for that. Javon Holland is a guy that you might have to look to there on the running game. Uh, and then the cornerback, Channing Stribling, who has seven interceptions on the season, arguably his best Uh, Not his best, excuse me, the star's best cornerback on the team. The guy was a turnover machine and a playmaker through the air. He got hurt during the game as well. Um, I, I, I was not listening to the game during the second half. I had stuff going on, but I was kind of watching it here and there. So I don't necessarily know if he came back into play. So someone let me know if he did or not. Uh, and then I was you know I was watching the highlights later on, like and I honestly forgot to double check and see if he actually came back in the game, but regardless, it was enough to knock him out of the game we'll have to see if that's anything that carries him into or carries over into next week. but I mean, other than those two injuries, there is a lot to like about this Philadelphia stars team. they have done so much so well this season and you know I cannot praise them enough for what they've done for the roster that they put together for the offensive turnaround they made in the middle of the season when you know they became a super one-dimensional offense and they were just relying on the passing game because it was it was looking effective but then it slowed down because everyone was like all right well the Philadelphia stars are just passing the ball they're not running the ball they, they had a handful of games with like sub50 rushing yards and that that was before they you know they were like all right well we have Matt Colburn here maybe we should try running the football with him and he started to look really really good so we'll have to to see how the stars are able to take down the stallions going into this matchup here again the matt colburn issue uh injury issue concerns me you know and then missing channing shriveling as well is going to be something that is a little bit of a cause for concern but overall i think this team is well equipped to take on the stallions especially in the form that they are in right now they can get sacks they can bring pressure again they let up a ton of yards but they can force some turnovers here and there and the stallions are a team that they're they're You know a little prone to making a turnover mistake here or there they have played a a couple of relatively good games the last two weeks I will say that so if they can force the turnovers bring the pressure and even just slow down the offense that it looked a little up and down in their playoff game this week we'll get into that in a second. I think the Stars have a legitimate shot at winning this championship here. Like I said, they were my dark horse a handful of weeks ago. I picked against them going into this game just because I thought the generals were so hot coming into this one here. Nine-game winning streak. They looked so balanced. They were able to win in a multitude of ways. They just came off a massive, you know, late-game victory where, granted, the Stars were, like, this close to winning just the week prior. But, you know, hats off to the Stars, man. Excellent effort. Congrats to them. They are the representatives of the North Division. And now they go on to take on the Birmingham Stallions who won in fairly dominant fashion. And it wasn't even really all thanks to the offense. The defense and the special teams of the Stallions was incredible in this game here. Making it an absolute nightmare for the Breakers from pretty early on to the very end of the game. Stallions came out winners 31-17. to And I will say this. The game started a little scary for, for the Stallions, that is. The breakers, you know, they come out. Defense bends, doesn't break, sets up for the field goal. Field goal misses. Breakers get the ball. Boom, boom, boom. A few plays later, bang. Breakers are in the end zone for a touchdown, and they're off to the races. And I'm thinking, wow, I did not expect that to be the start for this game here for the Stallions, and I did not expect the breakers to come out looking this hot offensively. Then... The second quarter happened and all hell kind of broke loose. Stallions get 21 to the Breakers seven in the second quarter. You had the interception return touchdown. Osiris Mitchell had a touchdown catch as well. Victor Bolden had the 90-yard kick return touchdown, the first of the USFL's season and uh, of the inaugural year altogether. Um, it just it got a little bit out of hand for the Breakers defense and also just like mistakes being made. The special teams kind of you know with the hiccup there, allowing the kick return touchdown. Then you look at what was going on in the second half, coupled with a 14-play and 15-play drive that swallowed up more than 15 minutes of the second half, leading to a field goal the first drive and then the J.M.R. Smith touchdown that essentially sealed the game. The Breakers, there's a clear mismatch between the Breakers and the Stallions' defense, and I think it's just the overall aggression and attitude that the Stallions bring on defense that is an absolute problem. Everyone talked about home field advantage all season long. And while that is a fair point to make, because all the Birmingham Stallions games actually felt like big time football games. It, again, the fans are, and I've, and I've said this already this year, fans are there to support. You know, it's great to have the crowd cheering against you. And as much, and, and this is coming from someone that's a wrestling fan. So to, to help this make sense, as much as it is nice to have the you know fans cheering for you, as a team that is considered an underdog in the situation, it is also nice to to have a crowd completely booing in against you, because you can thrive off that same energy. Again, it's great to have the fans on your side. There's obviously crowd noise involved on defense that kind of changes things up a little bit for you offensively if you're the away team. But I'm not going to sit here and act like home field advantage was the only reason that the Birmingham Stallions have made it to the USFL Championship at this point. And I would would like to point at this game as a prime example of why. Their team is just uber talented in all facets of the game. And while they do have, and I will say this, they're strong, Streaky, though, they have up and down games. Jamar Smith has had some really great games this year and some really ugly games this year, and there has been moments throughout the season where the defense has not necessarily looked the best, but has definitely been the better half of the team throughout the entirety of the year. If I had to pick one side and call them more consistent, it was definitely the defense. But I mean, altogether, the defense did what I stated they needed to make when I was doing the game previews, and they it was essentially just a make life hell for Kyle Sloter. Two interceptions. One was a pick six. They had seven pass breakups. There was no sacks, but you could feel the pressure. And the first interception that Kyle Sloter had, he was hit as he was thrown. And that ball just lobbed up into the air, went right to, um, to Marcus Gates. And, you know, he was able to take it right to the touchdown. The, the defense is a problem. When you watch the Stallions play on defense, it's like a swarm of bees the way they play. It is just, it's aggressive. It's scary the way they move. They're very fast, they're very quick. They have a lot of things that look. You know, that just it clearly overwhelm offenses, and they made no pass attempt for Kyle Sloter easy in this game. They were either, you know, defenders were either sticking their hand between the receiver and the football, or, you know, they were intercepting the ball. There were Somebody on the defensive line was hitting Sloter as he was throwing. I, all the credit in the world to this defense. They, they deserve it, and then some. And then on offense, you know, they've been dialed back a little bit recently, and even in this game, somewhat, but still, this was the exact type of game that I said Jamar Smith needed to have. When I was doing the game preview, I said he needed two or three touchdowns in this game, and he needed to total somewhere around like 250 yards. I was a little bit short of the 250. I believe he totaled out to like 238 altogether, but close enough, right? This is exactly the kind of game he needed. He had 190 yards of the air, a passing touchdown, 48 yards in the ground, a rushing touchdown, He took over the game for the offense and did exactly what he needed to do to help lead this team to a victory. He just got a ton of help from the defense, the special teams, everyone all together. This was an excellent team effort. Osiris Mitchell finding, you know, finding himself as open as he did for that first initial touchdown catch was monstrous for this team in the early get go there, especially with how hot the breakers kind of started out. This was an excellent game to watch. And you know, again, that second quarter got real crazy. Hats off to the Birmingham Stallions defense for holding in the second half, and you know, basically putting an absolute chokehold on the Breakers and shutting things down. Jamar Smith coming through in the clutch to really seal the game. The Stallions are as legit as they come. And while I did just say, you know, I feel like the the Stars have a really good shot going into this playoff or this championship game, rather. The Stallions are probably the favorites going into this one here. Again, I believe in the Stars as the dark horse. They are a team that can surprise everyone and shock everyone, and they just did it once. And, you know, they're going to have to do it again if they want to come out winners and, you know, champions of the very first USFL season since the 80s. But Stars got a good shot. Stallions are probably the favorites going into this. And with that being said, I do plan on previewing the game. We will not get into that today, we'll be doing that a little bit later this week. The championship is July 3rd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. Preview is going to come up later this week. It's probably going to be either on Thursday or Friday. I have not decided the day yet, but it's going to be one of those two days. We'll sit down. We'll talk, you know player scenarios i will will give it a full game breakdown a lot more in depth than i have been doing with the games because i'm typically doing you know four games and i and i got a little bit more into the nitty-gritty uh, this past week with the two playoff games but we'll go through a full game breakdown we'll break down you know players to watch who i think is going to make the big place who's going to step up or who needs to step up we'll go into all of that so make sure my usfl fans comment down below first let me know what you thought of these two playoff games make sure you'll hit that like button hit that subscribe button again we're doing a 500 sub giveaway when we get there i'm going to be giving away t-shirts uh i'm going to have all the sizes for you guys so don't worry about that um i i I have a handful already and i plan on ordering more so don't worry we will have sizes i think the largest one i had was like extra extra large i had smalls i mean uh, my girlfriend's very tiny and i you know i got her one that fits her as well so don't worry about sizing. I will be able to get you guys one. I'm really excited to do this for you all. I appreciate you all for joining in every single video that I do, whether it's for the USFL or the NFL. But if you stuck around this late, thank you all for watching. I will see you guys next time. Have a good one.